0: Welcome to Sports Connection. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. Alongside me, my co-host
1: as always, Mr. Tate Matthews. Tate, welcome again. Glad to be here, brother. Another great week of football and WCS Sports Conference and other sports as well, and uh, I'm excited to get into it, man.
0: You know, a lot of non-region or at least non-county games this past week, that all changes in week
1: seven. This is a rival. Kind of a rivalry rivalry week here in WCS. There's there are definitely some in there. Three really big ones. I'm excited about it. It's gonna be fun and um, a lot of playoff implications. And Pickham's got closer. Pickham's got closer. I just can't get over the hump. I miss Qualls. He used to be I used to have like an eight game lead on him. I gotta get him back here.
0: All right, let's talk about some other fall sports before we get into football. Ravenwood boys, congratulations to coach Teddy
1: Craig. Teddy Craig, now. And Ravenwood? Do you remember what Dr. Qualls and I used to call him when he was a baseball coach? No. Mr. May, because there was a good chance they were going to Murphy. Uh, Actually, I did know that. And when we found out, when I found out that he was first year as the golf coach district champions, we're going to have to start calling him Mr. September. Yes, but
0: not Mr. October, because that would be. Reggie Jackson.
1: That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought you meant WCS. No, come on. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All
0: what right, they? so they, they listen to this. A score of 298. Now, I want you to fathom this. Their four guys all broke 80. So their worst guy in terms of score was 79. That was Grayson Hurst. Uh, Collier Thompson, Michael Hack. I hope I'm saying that right, Michael. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good golf name, actually. Yeah, I love it. 74, and then they were led by Colin Alexander with a 71, which was not quite good enough for the district championship. The individual championship won by Jack Morris of Franklin, who shot a 69. Holy smokes. On the girls' side, uh, the Franklin girls were the winners with a score of 145. They take the top two scores on the girls' side. Ravenwood and Independence also advance. And, by the way, on the boys' side, Brentwood and Franklin also advance. So... Uh, good luck to those teams. Shelley Yang. A- and you know this why?
1: I mispronounced it a couple years ago going into the Wilco's, and <laughs> Dr. Qualls let me know about it.
0: She shot a 71 to win the individual title on the girls' side. And then special congratulations to Clayton Williams of Fairview. Here's what's neat, I guess in his case it was neat, about golf. He finishes third in the district tournament. They played their region tournament later uh, last week. He wins the region championship. Love it. It's one of those sports. I know you've played a little golf. That, And even at the pro level, you can be great one day, and the next day it looks like you've never played. So Clayton's playing well at the right time. Region championship, pretty big deal.
1: Without a doubt, yeah. Congratulations to all of them. And I, I, I respect all single sport athletes because there's nowhere to hide, man. I mean, it's somebody didn't miss a block. or I mean, it's you. Right, you did it. You're the guy that missed you the block. You did puck. it or you didn't do it. <laughs>
0: Soccer, no one's villain, Page played to a 1-1 tie. Centennial, again, talking about them playing out of league, absolutely dominated Columbia 5-0. Franklin 6-0 over Oakland. Fairview with a 6-0 win over Hillwood. And Summit played Mount Juliet to a 1-1 tie. Finally, volleyball. Brentwood defeats Centennial in three sets, and this was really a biggie. Uh, Do you know who Brentwood's big competition, competition is in the state? At least in Middle Tennessee, I guess.
1: Outside of Wilco? Yes. Siegel?
0: Siegel, who I believe their coach was a former assistant for coach. He
1: was. He he got out this year. But yes, Sean Robinson, this is the first year he's not the coach, but correct. Okay. 3 0
0: sweep for Brentwood. So everybody talks about Brentwood being young. Maybe this is the year still undefeated. That's right. Still dominating. It's going to be tough. All right, let's talk football, Tate. I'm excited. Here's our recaps. Now, you were at this game. Uh, I was a, maybe a little surprised. It was, it was such a tough game. I don't know if you were surprised at all, but, uh, you know, I was following that game on Twitter, and really, to me, just the momentum seemed like, Twitter-wise, that CPA was going to come out on top in that game. But give uh, Brentwood credit for hanging in there, winning at the end, and maybe winning a little bit ugly. You, you, you know, you were there. How would you describe it?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I would really call it ugly. I think it was if – you, if you were there, you saw it. It, it was a game of, um, of, of ball possession. So, CPA's first drive, they took it down and, and I don't know, it was 14, 15 plays, something like that. They, they took up uh, eight, nine minutes of the first quarter. So, Brentwood didn't even get the ball until, you know, the first quarter is almost over. And then they came back with a scoring drive of their own. And it was very – it was a long drive. It was a very ball, a lengthy ball possession drive as well. Good mix of they were running kind of two uh, – it was like twins, but they were stacked together on each side. And um, the, the, the the receiver on top is coming out and blocking, and Granzow is getting it out quick. Walker Merrill most of the time. Uh, Garner Jones, he played really well. It's the first time I've seen Garner Garner play. But, um, and it's almost like the run game because it's such a high-percentage pass. In play. You know what I'm saying? Makes sense. And uh, So anyways, they took up a lot of clock as well. Won a whole lot of offensive possessions in the first half. So I would say – and, and in mixed in with a lot of runs of Cade Granzau. Got to see that up close. Uh, they go no backs, and, and he's on a quarterback draw. I don't really want to call it a draw. It kind of looks like that, but it's, it's, it's a designed run, which a draw is as well. But um, that's tough to stop, man. They're, they're getting everybody out of the box. He's 200 and whatever pounds. I never saw him fall backwards. He's always falling forward. So no, I don't think it was so much that. If you look back at the score, 21 to 14, uh, seven of CPAs, or not really, one of their touchdowns uh, was a kickoff return. So now, when you look at it, the Berlin defense only gave up seven, wow. up seven points.
0: Grandzal, I mean, this is like uh, same story, different chapter. Granzow, 19 of 24 through the air, 147 yards, 14 carries, going back to what you were talking about, 79 yards and two-touch. What a weapon he
1: is. Without a doubt. And the thing that the thing that, that 14 carries and 79 yards doesn't tell you is how many of those are third downs. I think there was a fourth down in there. Uh, drive extending runs. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're not running him on first down. He's extending drives. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a weapon, man, and – and it kept the ball out of – I wasn't at the Ravenwood game, but it kind of makes a little bit more sense to me now. He's, they're keeping the ball away from potent offenses. Now, I'm not comparing CPA's offense to Ravenwood's, but they just, you don't get a whole lot of ball possession because he's extending drives. And so, yeah, he, he's a – it's different than some of the other guys around here, but uh, he's as good of a quarterback as I've seen all year.
0: No question. Moving on, Independence 31 Hendersonville 24, what a hard-fought win for Independence. And, you know, the thing that stood out to me, because Independence was down 14 nothing, mm-hmm. 21-7, 24-14, and Hendersonville is a tough team to be down 10 points yes. on the road because of that wing-T offense, right?
1: Without a doubt, and they run it very well. And the thing that I've been most impressed with with Independence is not the offense, that defense. I don't know if he's doing – you know, Coach Crawford is doing – He's two-platooning. He's, he's playing 22 kids, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. No, There is no two-way players. I don't know if Coach Blade is doing it to that degree, but he's playing a lot of kids. And uh, that defense has just gotten better and better. And, you know, to, to, to be able to hold them in the second half to come back, that's what's really been impressing me. Because obviously they're going to score points. A defense keeps getting better. A defensive line—they're not the biggest defensive line in the conference at Independence—and Hendersonville's a team that's going to come right at you and run. So, yeah, that was that was a, was a that was a very impressive comeback on both sides of the ball.
0: And like you said, that defense, which you know, with Coach Blades' team, probably unfair in some instances because there's such a focus on what he can do on the offense right. side as a coach. But that defense is really stepping up
1: without a doubt. Five-game winning streak. Five-game winning streak. And, and remember. Um, you know, they were in that Summit game, right? And so uh, they, they could very well be sitting here 6-0. and And on the offensive side, the thing that, it, it, you know, we had the one game where Bishop had five re- uh, re- receiving touchdowns. But what's been cool is if, if you look at the stats every week, Cash is over 200 <laughs> passing, over 100 rushing. And then on the, on the receiving side, every game, there's been six or seven guys with a reception Seven guys running the ball, man. And so I would think, I don't know, you're a coach, I'm, I'm guessing they're fresher than these other guys. I know. I saw the CPA game. They were fresher at the end than CPA. Which makes be. a difference. Without a doubt. Numbers make a difference. Especially Cash, he does it different than Granzel, but it's the same deal. He's a guy who can extend. He, he, he's beating you with his feet and his arm. And so drives are getting extended. You're already tired. You're in trouble. Can't get the ball back.
0: What a great matchup that's going to be this week. I can't, can't wait. Can't wait to talk yeah. about it. Nolansville, the fifth-ranked Knights, just keep on rolling. Five and zero after their homecoming win. And you tell me if I'm wrong here. Kutras has to be in that Mr. Football finalist conversation, doesn't he? I think he.
1: At this point now, he has to. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt. And then I don't know if you saw it. I, you know, it's their opinion. Um, but uh, our boy Craigier did a uh, five players to watch for. Was he in there? Yeah.
0: Maybe that's where I saw it. Yeah.
1: No, he's. I, I agree. I think he's... I mean, you know, two-way uh, and and it's not fair, but it is. I mean, he's not playing four quarters. Now, this game he probably did, but at least three of those six games or th- two or three of the, the games they played, uh, I guarantee you he played three quarters max, probably a half and, a, and about half of them. So... Think how big his stats would be if they weren't doing that.
0: Five receptions, 110 yards, two touchdowns, plus what he means to the defense.
1: Without a doubt. Yep. I mean, he's a, he's a guy who he, he can change games, going and getting the ball and uh, turnovers, right? It's a game of – that's one of the big ball swings in, in football, turnovers. And he's a guy who's leading the, the, the mid-state in interceptions. So, without a doubt. And I love uh, – you know, we've talked about since the beginning, all these quarterbacks. But I, I think is up there with all of them. I love him. He can play,
0: man. Great conference for QBs, man. Yes, we've got them in this conference. Speaking of great quarterbacks, Summit.
1: Oh, real quick, before we move on, I'm sorry. It's it, we're a little bit down oh, yeah, today. Right. The streak was broken that's right. Friday night. That's right. What happened? Our man Johnson,
0: although he had what sixty total yards. Yeah, he had a great day. He just
1: didn't get it. Coach Derek,
0: get the man the ball. We got to keep it going. We
1: got to keep it going. We got to start a new streak. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. I got a feeling he might have
0: a lot of streaks before he stops. It's gonna be fantastic. (laughs) A lot of fun. Summit thirty to three. It was our WCTV game of the week. And speaking of Destin Wade, he was a part of two plays of the week.
1: First down. So first and ten from the thirty-two yard line of Summit. Spread the ball out. Wade again looking, will roll to his right, fires deep. He's got his man. Mr. Pierce <laughs> Wide open. Touchdown,
0: Summit. Wow, what a throw. That is Andrew Pierce. First of all, great blocking up front by the Spartans. A little
1: bit of hands to the face. But regardless, Wade feeling the pressure. Rolls out, and a bomb at least about 40 yards
0: downfield, and Mr. Andrew Pierce with his second target tonight. Michael, we have a football game. Forced to spread it out here on third and long, Michael.
1: Third down and 17, the Spartans have to get up to the 40-yard line of Northwest for a first down. Wade looking, throws off his back foot, and this one caught. Once again, that might be a play of the week.
0: Grayson Hill, the senior for the Spartans. Number two, Nicholson
1: had him dead to rights, undercut the football, trying to go for the pick and missed it. Hill (laughs) able to keep concentration in his eyes on the ball and another long passing catch by Destin Wade, this time to Hill. Tight. Well, you know, we keep talking about him. I thought those two plays were great for two different reasons. One, on the first one, uh, that's kind of what we've been talking about. Wade feels some pressure, moves out of the pocket, extends the play because he's athletic, and then throws a strike to Pierce, has the arm strength to get it. I I didn't count it up. That looked like it went about 40, 45 yards in the air on the run. But the most important thing is he extended the play, right? right? And then the second one, great protection by the offensive line, had all day to throw it and had the arm strength to get. I, I feel sorry for the North foot. Did you? Did, there were three guys, and uh, he was, the receiver was behind all three of them by about two yards. I, I'm, I'm sure that secondary coach was very upset. But cool. Both of them show off the arm strength and the, and the big play of capability of the summit wide receivers, the arm strength of Wade, first time. He extended it with his feet to keep it going. Second time, offensive line, great protection, gave him all day. That passing game keeps getting better.
0: Nine of 12, 195 yards, two touchdowns passing, one rushing. And, you know, I was at that game. By the way, great crowd. The old Sparty Faithful now, I'm telling you, they come out. Oh, they're coming. And it was noticeable, his ball, that he throws. I mean, I'm no football expert, but I think I can spot spot talent. I mean, he he, – That ball looked a little bit different going through the air Those two for those two touchdowns. Uh, moving on, Page 31, Giles County 14. That's a pretty good win for Page. Even though, as we talked about, Giles County only had one win, they were an impressive and talented team. And I'm going to argue that much-needed rest for Page was the difference maker.
1: I would think so, yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, they had a tough early schedule, so uh, – I agree with you, Giles County. Don't let the record fool you. I think they're better than what that says, um, and so uh, 31-14 victory over them. That's big. I thought Giles County would try to hold the ball to keep it away from them, and so to be able to score 31 points. But you know, uh, it, it's the. Big, I don't know if you heard. We talked to Coach. Um, Uh, Coach Hughes on the the Saturdays. Yeah, and we were talking about the big three. They have their big three. It seems like Fairview always has a big three. Well, Paige has a big three. Cade Walker, uh, over 200 yards, three touchdowns. Two of those were to Miles Bond. He's become a big playmaker. And then Bubba Johnson at the running back position, over 100 again.
0: That dude scores.
1: That dude scores. Every game, he scores. We're not the smartest guys in the room, right? But (laughs) I know this. Maybe this this room's
0: the only guy. If
1: Walker can throw for over 200 (laughs) with multiple touchdowns, Bond can have over 100 receiving with a touchdown or two, and Bubba's over 100 rushing with a touchdown, pretty good recipe for success.
0: Only touchdown in the second half, uh, Bubba Johnson, as you mentioned, it was with four seven, four fifty seven left. It capped a ten play, ninety three yard drive, and I guarantee you, old school coach Rath, the old lineman, was
1: happy. Oh yeah, yeah that drive. Was, well, that's that's what it's about. I, I don't know if you saw Coach Crawford's quote um, uh, about the CPA job, uh, CPA game, and he said that seemed like real playoff football. They were having long drives. We were having long drives. Those big plays are those are fun and we love them. We need them, right? But as a football coach, there's nothing more satisfying than you know, just that's we're imposing our will on you. 10 plays, 93 yards and there was nothing you could do about it.
0: Van Landingham, nine tackles and a sack no one Henry. 12 tackles for Fairview. Big game the, this week coming up for them, by the way.
1: Oh, huge game. It's going to be great. And uh, the thing about Van Landingham, he, he's good on the offensive side too, but, you know, nine tackles, ten tackles, eight tackles, 11 tackles. That guy's flying around to the football. That's, that guy's obviously got a high motor and he's playing hard. You, you don't get nine tackles unless you're playing all out.
0: No question about that. Speaking of Fairview, this one was never in doubt. Up 28 0 at the half, going to beat Greenbrier 41 7. Now, listen to these stats Anakin King, 10 for 12, 222 yards, four touchdowns. Our man, Garrett Wooten, seven receptions, 197 yards, and those four touchdowns. Touchdown. And then Nardozi, you talk about the big three, 11 carries,
1: 158
0: yards. Over they 10 racked yards up the carries, man.
1: Over ten yards of carry, how many yards you got to get to get a first down? Ten. So <laughs> it's gonna be hard to lose, right? And then you know, I, I just, it just ceases to amaze me. But Wooten, all four touchdowns. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know what Probably the reason I'm not one. But at some point, I'd say, hey boys, <laughs> I don't care if we got to put three on him. He is not beating us for another touchdown.
0: But. It's like the Mason thing you were talking about a few weeks ago against Pulaski. I just, and then the next week, that's what Crawford does.
1: That's right. That's right. And, you know, uh, Bishop had five against – who was that against? That was against Blackman. I, I, I just don't get it. But uh, what I think is really cool is third, third starting quarterback in three years in Anakin King. We didn't you – know, I remember the first week we had the show, we really didn't know a whole lot about him. He's playing really well. We do long. now. Hey, uh, you know, the old quote, if you go 10 for 12 against air. That's pretty dang good. <laughs> you like that? Well,
0: Greenbrier—that's the second closest thing to everything. Right? Well, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and, and the other thing—and no I, offense to the Bobcats, Coach—you said is Greenbrier prides himself on being physical and running the ball, and, and Fairview came out and smacked him in the mouth. So I think that's good. Um, you know, I, I, they were a little upset after that. Wa- the, the battle—the battle of eight forty loss was one thing. The, the the Waverly loss. I think practice was a little bit different the week after that.
0: Can't wait for this week's game. Centennial, 17, Shelbyville, 20. Tough homecoming loss for the Cougars, but they did rest some guys. Yep. Give Coach Kreisky credit. Uh, needed to rest a few guys, and he did. Uh, they'll be ready for the Franklin game this week. You know, the thing that stood out to me is how well the Centennial defense played. Correct. A couple of big stops late in the game that gave the offense a chance to win the game. And Shelbyville's pretty good offensively.
1: Yes, very good, and 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 well coached. I think Coach Palmer's is uh, runs a really good program. So no shame at all in losing that one. Um, you know, and you're right. Some of their bigger playmakers uh, did not play, and, and and I give Coach Kreisky credit for that. That's got to be tough as a competitor to do. But the bottom line is, this game matters. But it don't. Um, we got to finish in the top four, right. and, and this game coming up next week, I think is going to have a big part to do that. So. You want to win it, but if, 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 if it's going to jeopardize being successful against Franklin, then you can't do it, and that's what he did. So good for him. Kevin Townsville, I know. He's a guy who, uh, you know, he, he, he had a good night. And, you know, they're going to have them all back, I think, and all those playmakers are going to have to play well Friday night if they're going to be in trouble. But no shame in a Shelbyville loss. And
0: hey, Coach Kreisky obviously sold that. I forget which player it was, but one of the players mentioned after the game hey, this game kind of is what it is. Right, is, we're moving on, we'll be ready for Franklin uh, because we know that's such a big game.
1: You're not going to get in or out of the playoffs over the Shelbyville game. You are this week.
0: What about Alex Steele, 6'3", 240 pounds coming at you. He had that uh, one-yard TD plunge to cut the lead to 20-17 to 17 late. And I don't know if you saw this, you've been talking about the kicking game a lot. Centennial missed, I think it was a 20-yarder, bad snap. That could have had that game tied early in the fourth quarter, I think it was. So uh, that obviously was a difference maker. Uh, this week's opponent, Franklin, 38-20. You were looking for a 35-nothing win, I think you said. But gosh, the offense did score 38, which was great. Slow start in the first quarter. Maybe no. it's the. I mean, when you lose four games in a row, which Tough. the Rebels did, you got to be feeling down a little bit. But now the juices are flowing. Second quarter, they score 21 points. They score another 14. Uh, to start the second half and the third quarter. Rebels have to be feeling good going into that Battle of Franklin game because it's all about what have you done for me lately. Right. Even though they're only two and four, they've got to feel pretty good coming off that game with McGavick, knowing that this is such a huge game this week.
1: Well, kind of like we told Centennial a few weeks ago, they've got to win. Now, if they win this week, that's two in a row, and we have what's called – a streak. A streak. So that's what, Yeah, we got a chance here to get a winning streak going. So, yeah, they ought to be, um, they ought to be excited, uh, you know, and, and putting up 38 points. They made some offensive changes, which you're going to talk about, and, and they had some success with it. But in my opinion, uh, this is what I told my son, who am I, but you're only guaranteed 10 games. So not being ready for one of them, I don't understand that. Right. I don't know that that's what that was. But if this is the battle of, my, I guess this is my message to the uh, Franklin Rebels team. I'm sure Coach Are you Wade guys is listening? Really going to appreciate it. Yeah, I mean. Now, we this, know Mr. Nichols is listening. This is the Battle of Franklin. Right. You're only guaranteed 10 games. It's your senior year, man. Brand. This is the Battle of Franklin. It's centennial. Game day is going to be there. If you're not ready to play for this one, man, you've got to check your polls. Bro. They'll be ready. Yeah, I and,
0: think so. But, and Josh, as I just mentioned, you were on your rant. You kind of just went in one in and out the other. Nichols, he's always watching, man.
1: I know, I know. That's why I'm – hey, man, relay the message, brother. <laughs> Bring me in. I'm free. Guy Lipscomb, another huge game. Come yes. on,
0: 11 carries, 168 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Also, two receptions for eight yards and a touchdown. Nichols, eight for 16, 172 yards, one touchdown. And really, the stat that stood out to me, zero interceptions, I, which
1: is big. Yes, I think that is the key to which, when we get to that. But I'm glad you said that. Guy, what did Coach Webb say at me today? We're trying to find a way to get him to ball. He's an athlete. That's getting him to ball. Josh came out, played very, very well. A little bit over 50%, 172 yards, touchdown, no interceptions. And two rushing. That's right. From Nichols. Nichols, that's right. I think turnovers more than any game we talk about, Battle of Franklin, that's going to be the decider. Whoever has the lowest turnovers, book it. They win the game.
0: Which we will not be picking that game today.
1: Because. We'll pick it a game day. That's right. And and the doctor is in the house. He's back. <laughs> doctor Kwas. He was on then... special assignment at at Battle of the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> this week's games.
0: Yeah. Let's start talking. These are some great games. Great games. Way. This may separate. Not separate, but it, there could be a lot of changes after the pick 'ems this week. I'm
1: done being nice. I'm playing to win.
0: Oh, okay. Not well, to, well, let's not don't pick them yet, yeah, yeah, but. I guess. The first one starting off to me, this may be the game of the week. It is. Uh, page – I don't know. Four, well, there's a couple, right? Yeah, yeah. Page 4-1, 1-0 in the league. At Summit, 6-0, and 1-0 in the league. Even though this is only the second game for both teams, this has region championship written all over it. Obviously, Shelbyville will have something to say about that, uh, especially if uh, – you know, if Summit gets to win, and then Shelbyville to come back and beat Summit. I mean, you never know. But what a game this is going to be.
1: Oh, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great crowd. Summit is having an orange out. I don't know that they've ever had an orange out.
0: And you probably have a preview of those shirts, don't you?
1: I do. I do. I should have brought them. I think – yeah. You'll, you'll see it by then. But, I mean, I think it's going to be an orange out, like orange It's going everywhere. to be great. So – uh, the, by the way, the Spartans, which um, they, I, I think is long overdue, they broke the mid-state top ten this week. and so We had three teams in there, right? Uh, I think two, Summit and Brentwood. And Ravenwood. Ravenwood, that's right, yeah. Three yeah, of the three, ten. Three of the top ten. And we should have. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I think this is going to be a great test for Summit. How good are we really? Because Paige is really good, and, and you're right. Paige already has a win over Shelbyville. If Summit can get a win, then they're in the driver's seat, and I think they can take this thing all the way, which, as we know with who they match up with, I think that's very big. I think you want to be one. You don't have to be, but I think it's, it's nice to be one going into the playoffs with the region, which you know very well.
0: Well, like Brentwood and Ravenwood a few weeks ago, I think there's a chance. I don't feel quite as confident about this one, but there's a chance they play again, even even that's after right. this game. Brentwood at Independence, would we have thought no. six or seven weeks ago that this was first place on the line Brentwood at Indy. Indy's got to be feeling good. Brentwood's got to be feeling good. What a game this is going to be.
1: Without a doubt, and even more than that, I I think at the beginning of the year, everybody thought if anybody had a chance to knock off Brentwood, it was – I mean, Ravenwood, it was Brentwood. But if Independence wins this game, they're sitting in sole possession of first place in 11 AAA. Anybody outside of Coach Blade and the Eagle Nation to say they saw that coming is not being truthful with you. They would be lying. That's right. That's right. So, And I'm telling you, man, the, the, this game I'm struggling with because I really don't know. I know my it, pick. I'm going to
0: make you pick it first. Independence
1: though. is playing You're well. going to pick it first. And, they, and, and, and this is going to be a great quarterback battle.
0: Fairview, 2-0 in the league versus Camden, 2-0 in the league. This will probably determine the region championship. Yeah. Last year's game, Fairview won 21-14. to Home field should matter in this one. And Fairview plays three of their last four at home. So the Yellow Jackets are coming home not only for this game, but three of the final four.
1: We'll find out if they've truly turned the corner. Uh, That's one thing. He said he wants to be more physical. Well, we'll find out if they are against Camden because Camden will be physical.
0: Nolensville versus Tullahoma. Tullahoma's only loss is to Shelbyville and Marshall County. Uh, Definitely putting points on the board. They've scored 131 points in their last three games. Now, today's gym for you, Tate. And can you guys put a – Jim here. Okay. Joins Jim. Now, in Tullahoma's wins, they score 34 or more points. In their losses, seven or less. Yep. So nothing really in between. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, to see how this game goes. Tullahoma with a 30-20 to 20 win last year, but I'm going to predict that the tables is going to be turned this year.
1: Well, week. here's something for you, Tullahoma Wildcats. The Nolensville Knights defense has two shutouts this year. So – we got a really good defense, too.
0: I think – So, you're going towards GM number two, which is the seven points or less. You think that might be in play?
1: Seven might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not scoring – 34. No. I think this is a great indicator of just how good Nolensville is this year, though. Maplewood's down. This, this league is down to Nolensville, Marshall County, and Tullahoma. Marshall County's already beat Tullahoma. This gives us a great – plus, it'll take them to 6-0 and oh on the season, man. Incredible. Yeah.
0: So uh, kind this of is silently it. doing it, really. Yes. Just keep winning every and week. And I
1: think the Coach Derek likes it that
0: way. He does like it that way. Now, here's one we probably don't need to spend a lot of time on. I feel sorry. Ravenwood at Dixon County. This will be a get well week for Ravenwood, we're both assuming. I've got to film when we have our picks. Uh, I'm sure they're looking forward to playing after that loss to Brentwood. <laughs> they had the bye week. And then Dixon's coming off a 39-10 loss at Rossview.
1: Hey, And Jay Palace, the athletic director at Dixon County, love him. He's one of the good ones. He's great. I know you do too. It's homecoming. He said, I got to fire the guy who scheduled Ravenwood his homecoming. And he goes, wait a second, that's me. It's too tough nowadays, right? You can't. It is. Uh, My son was talking, my youngest son was talking about that the other day. I can't believe they scheduled You can't take that as an insult anymore. But, man, what a bad time to have Ravenwood come into town. No doubt
0: about it. Our final game, which will be our WCTV game of the week, game day will be there. Franklin, 0-2 in the league, 2-4 overall, going to Centennial, 3-3, 1-2 in the league. And no matter how you look at it, this is for the final playoff spot. A big game, Battle of Franklin's always a big game, throw out the records. But once again, that's happened the past few years, this one's for the final playoff spot.
1: I think it is again this year, too.
0: Interestingly enough, I think this, the story of this game is going to be which side has improved the most, the much-improved offense of Franklin or the much-improved defense of Centennial.
1: That's, that's a great point. Which I is, agree.
0: Which is different when you're talking about that game. With Without a doubt, yeah. All right, let's talk pick'ems. It's going to Ooh. be good this week. So, uh, records right now. I went 7-1 and one last week, so did Qualls and the fans. Tate, you were undefeated, 8-0. Oh, so, our standings have changed. The fans, along with myself, 35 and 8 for the year, only one game behind. Both you and Dr. Q. <laughs> you guys are both 34 and 9. So this week, there couldn't be some shuffling. He's copying
1: shuffling. my picks, man. He's copying my picks. There couldn't
0: be some shuffling this week. All right, here we go. I'm going to pick first. All right. Page at Summit. I think this is going to be a great game. The pundits or pundit has Summit favored by 8. I don't agree with that.
1: Pretty big. That's a pretty big spread. I, I don't
0: think that gets covered, but I do think old Sparty comes through. I'm going with Summit.
1: Summit, you're going with Summit. I, I, hey, this is a tough game. Could be a trap game, um, but I don't think so. I think, I think the Orange out, I think they're going to be ready, and I think Destin Wade is the, is the uh, difference maker in this game. And if you were to ask Coach Coleman, do you think we're going to win, he'd say, uh, uh, yes, sir, yes, sir. I'm going with the Summit Spartans. Our next game,
0: Brentwood at Indy. I'm going to pick first on this one. I got Coach Blade here. (laughs) Brentwood, three-point favorite. It's very hard for me to pick against Brentwood, the way they've been playing lately. Something tells me. Indy. I'm not sure about covering the spread, but I'm picking Indy to win. You're
1: going Indy? Good. Because I'm struggling with this, too. Um... I think the home field's going to be the difference. Oh, it's going to be huge. And also, I promised Independence I'd quit picking them because every time I pick them – every time I don't pick them, they beat them. And when I do – well, I don't know. That was week one. Anyways, uh, I think Grand Zile's the difference, man. I watched it. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be very fun. But I do think – the thing that I thought was very cool, and I've seen both of them do it now this year, but I think Grand Zile's the difference. And I think he's going to have over a hundred rushing yards, and I think they both score under twenty-four points. It's lower scoring than people think, so we could be tied. After that. I'm going. I'm going, with Coach Crawford, and the Brentwood Bruins. <laughs> Fairview versus Camden.
0: I think this is setting up to be a great matchup. I think home field definitely is the difference. I'm going Yellow Jackets.
1: Yellow Jackets as well. Nardozzi's over a hundred. Garrett Wooten won't. Uh, Garrett uh, Wooten won't have four touchdown receptions. And, and uh, Anakin won't be 10 for 12 again, but this is a little bit more of a grind it out. This is not Popcorn City, but the Yellow Jackets get another win. And uh, well on their way to being the first class in Fairview Yellow Jackets history to win the region title all four years. Unbelievable.
0: Yep. No-Winsville versus Tullahoma. No-Winsville favored by 11. I say they cover and they win going away. The Knights. Doesn't really matter for our picks. i just...
1: Thought no, I agree. Uh, I'm going to go with the Knights. They go to 6-0, and obviously, for the first time ever because they, they hadn't been 5-0 and ever. Uh, but I think it's closer. I think it's close. I think it's high scoring and it's close.
0: Ravenwood at Dixon, I think we both agree Ravenwood's going to win. But are they going to cover
1: 43? I think so. I think they're mad. Golly. <laughs> and here's the thing. I just don't know how they're going to score any points. So – the clock doesn't start running until the second half. I think they could I think this thing could be forty nine to nothing in the first half. And I don't see them scoring any points against them. So yes, they win.
0: You're saying they're covering the first yes,
1: half. Yes, it's boat race city. <laughs> Popcorn's Matt's over there, you know, popcorn, popcorn. And uh, and they cover.
0: And Dixon's looking for a life preserver.
1: And I feel bad for them, but yes, it's just, it's just, this is not good timing for the Cougars.
0: Our final game, we will not pick until Friday night. This is can't wait game day. Tate, it's going to be great. It'll be the first time that we've had the three of us together. Uh, I've got to make sure I'm working on my interruptions to get you guys. I was
1: about to say, are you, are are you, are you ready for this? I can't wait. It's going to be fun. By the way, uh, we challenged the Brentwood, the Bruin Nation. They showed up. It was the best crowd participation they've ever had. I hope Centennial does that tonight. I'd like to see the biggest – or Friday night. I'd like to see the biggest Centennial Cougar Nation crowd they've ever had. There's no reason why they can't. Qualls is going to be there. They can be booing him the whole time. That'd be great. That'd be great. They need to turn out, man. you got nothing else to they do They may be more night. likely
0: to be booing me, actually.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. Ooh. You might need to wear a helmet.
0: <laughs> Tate, as always, great to have you here. See you Friday. We'll see you next time on Sports Connection.